What's up, everyone? David Bozell for America. Just looking at the real clear politics projections for the Senate. They've got Republicans plus three. They've moved Blake Masters into a likely pickup in Arizona, so that's awesome. I think there's still a lot of work to be done there. I really do. I'm not as bullish on that race as some of my conservative cousins are. Not that he can't win. I think he can. I'm just not as bullish on the Senate races as some of my conservative cousins are. Not that Republicans can't take control by one or two or even three. I like Herschel's chances, but you know those big four, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Nevada, Arizona, I just think that those are total toss-ups across the board, across the board. Cortez Mastro in Nevada, Tim Ryan in Ohio, the Democrats, and even Fetterman, especially Fetterman, really, are very good at their digital programs. Very good. Mark Kelly, too, in Arizona. And some of these Republicans are still not good enough on their digital programs. Get out the vote digital stuff. 50-50s across the board. But I love our chances in the House, which breeds the question, who's going to be running the House? You're starting to get a lot of these committee races and the cadre of House Republican leadership, they're going, to be, they're going to be decided within a few days of November the 8th. It's going to be really quick. And then the final one will be speaker come in January, and that'll, that vote will be brought to the floor. But the rest of them, House Majority Leader, House Conference Whip, your committee chair, chairmanships, those things are going to be decided and voted on fairly quickly. I'm less interested on who's running committees than I am kind of most interested in what Marjorie Taylor Greene wants to do. Now, she was famously, infamously, whatever, kicked off of committees by Democrats. Does she want to be back on one? And which one would that be if she does? I don't know. I don't know if she has a preference. I'm tempted to advise against even being on a committee. I think she swings the biggest stick of any Republican, certainly member of Congress. She doesn't have the most followers on Twitter. She was trending in that direction until her personal account was suspended, and she had to rebuild everything on her representative account. But she's right there, top three or four or five, in terms of followers just on Twitter alone. But forget all that. She can basically call her own shot with conservative media she raises a ton of money. She's right up there with, in prowess and power as it stands without even being on a committee with the likes of Jim Jordan and Kevin McCarthy and how Washington measures these things, right? It's can you raise money? Check. She raises a ton of money. And then B, can you call your own shot vis-a-vis -vis public relations messaging? She can do it better than anybody. So she has an opportunity to swing one of the biggest sticks in the next Congress. And if I had her ear and would advise her as to what to do, I would, I think I would advise her to position herself, advise Marjorie Taylor Greene to position herself to be the appropriations conscience of the House. Because if the Republicans are not going to cut Joe Biden's spending. The Republicans are never going to cut anyone's spending ever. There is no better time than now, coming up in a few weeks after they win, 
than to cut the size of government. Right? Number one, and there's really four big reasons for this. Number one, chief among them, we can't afford all this crap. Period. End of story. Even the World Economic Forum, certainly not a friend to conservatism, is sending out all points bulletins to governments all over the world to cut their spending to help attack the global inflation crisis. Even the WEF is finding religion on spending. So we can't afford so much of the garbage that we're pumping out. Number two, Joe Biden can't defend any of it. Not only are these policies failures of catastrophic proportions and making us poorer, but he doesn't have a bully pulpit. He barely gets up in the morning and can put two complete sentences together without fumbling and bumbling and stumbling. He doesn't do any of his own social media. Does anyone ever, does anyone think that he does his own social media? Honestly, no, that's an intern and everybody knows it. He's just not authentic in any way, shape or form. At least Obama had this sort of aura and allure of being a good speaker, of having the stamina to go sell his programs. Biden doesn't have any of that stuff. He's one of the least paid attention to heads of state in recent memory. And he taps out generally at 3 o'clock in the afternoon for his afternoon nap. Even today, Thursday, I saw his schedule. He's, I think he's flying up to New York and then flying back to Delaware to sleep at his house. Can't come all the way back to Washington at 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Nighty-night. So he doesn't have the stamina to defend his programs or even lie about their success. So the field will be wide open, and it's not like anybody in the Democrat stable has the size of his bully pulpit to do it, and you're not going to upstage the president. So politically, just from a public relations standpoint, the field is wide open to attack government spending. So number one, we can't afford it. Number two, Joe can't defend any of it. Number three, it just simply doesn't work. So much of this stuff hasn't worked. Even when you consider the Inflation Reduction Act and the White House press secretary was asked, when's that going to kick in? She said, we think January. (laughs) Okay, January. How many billions of dollars did that cost? The IRS, 87,000 new agents, replacing old age. So much of what government spends its money on, particularly domestically, does not work. Right? And this just drives up the cost of inflation. It's just simple. So if you're going to means test the federal government, now would be the time to do it. And number four, perhaps most importantly, and perhaps the point that MTG can drive home probably most effectively is that they were hired, the Republicans would have been hired to gut Biden's agenda. They're only there to gut the agenda. Remember, the Republican establishment, including Mitch McConnell himself, said that he didn't really want to have an agenda. He doesn't want to have goals, which is a problem in the policy-making process. It's going to be. It's going to rear its ugly head. 
But it's not like Republicans will have ascended to power because of some grandiose idea. They're ascending to power, A, because they're the lesser of two evils, but B, the American people will have been desperate to send anyone to stop Joe Biden's agenda. So you can't possibly fund much of it, if any of it. Now, I'm not naive. I understand how the establishment works, which is which a good massive chunk of it is parked in the United States Senate. So none of this, none of what the House might want to tackle in terms of cutting government spending is going to happen unless the House has the want and the will to do. I actually, I'm actually, it's irrelevant to me whether or not the Republicans in the Senate number 51, 52, or 53, it is, they're never going to get the magic number of 60 and they're not going to get it in this cycle. So, it, all that really matters is if the House has the want and the will to cut government spending, which is why they were brought into power in the first place. Because we can't afford it, because Joe Biden can't defend it, and because these programs don't work. Okay, it's all right there for you. And I think the best messenger for that, the best conscience for that, could very well be Marjorie Taylor Greene. And if she's effective at doing so, which I think she would be, she could easily be one of the most powerful members of Congress that we've seen in our modern lifetimes here. Think of John McCain going down to the Senate floor and thumbs down, derailing the Republican plan, right? Not that she would do that. But she has that kind of moxie and power, and because of her skill sets at messaging, she can easily just walk down there with her phone and tweet out, I'm going to vote no on this. And you'd have a lot of Marjorie Taylor Greene wannabes in the House. They just don't have the guts to do it. But there are a lot of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Remember, they all have national ambition. All of them do. All of them do. Most of them don't have the skills and the conviction and the stamina to put in the work. Most of them don't. Some of them expect it all to come to them because of the positions that they hold. We all know that Marjorie Taylor Greene did not come up here to try to make friends. Right? She came up here to get the federal government off the people's backs. She's sitting in a district that's ruby red, plus 35 for Republicans. I think Trump won the won her district by 50. She won her race by 49 or some absurd number. Now, she's going to get tempted by leadership, by even the grassroots, to make things like investigating and impeachment and she's introduced articles of impeachment, but she's going to be tempted to do, to spend her time figuring all that out. I would advise against that. First off, I think there's plenty of others that could take up that cause. Secondly, it's really what, MTG focusing on impeachment is what leadership wants her to do. It distracts her, right? It has the, it, it paints her as, extreme if she focuses all of her time 
if she focuses on the, being the dollars and cents conscience of the Republican caucus, I think she frames herself a lot better. There's a lot of other guys can, that can do the impeachment. And if it were to happen, which probably most likely won't, because you need 60 in the Senate to convict, I think you accomplish the same task with defunding, which is way, the way the system was set up anyway and was the preferred path from our founders, authored by our founders. Okay, the United States House is the steward of taxpayer resources. If they don't like the policy proposed by the president, they do not fund it, period, end of story. If they don't like the personnel being put up by the president, they don't fund him or her, period, end of story. It is the way our system is designed. It is, it is beautiful in its simplicity. It doesn't necessarily require or call for impeachments being thrown back and forth. Get the temptation. Look, would I support it? Absolutely. I'm not trying to poo it. Would I support impeaching Mayorkas for all his border stuff? Absolutely. Would I support impeaching Biden? Sure. I think just for the, on the border stuff alone. Throw in Afghanistan withdrawal, throw in mismanagement of COVID, the broken promises, those types of things. Absolutely. Does could you, Can you impeach the CDC director? I guess so. Throw her name into the hat. Why not? But I'd prefer MTG focus on being the appropriations conscience of the House. Because she swings the biggest stick, messaging-wise. Because she comes from the business world. Because she sits in a ruby red district. Because she can call her own shot when it comes to public relations. Because she just by instinct knows that we can't afford this stuff. And by instinct she knows that she's not going to back down from Biden. Biden can threaten. You Remember Schumer? <clears throat> on Meet the Press, hey, you better be careful about the U.S. Intelligence Agency. They have six ways from Sunday to screw you. They know where all the bodies are buried, et cetera, et cetera. She, you think she cares? You think she, she's going to be intimidated by any of that stuff? So I think there's a wonderful opportunity. Sometimes when you get into, when your friends get into leadership positions, in these places, they stop being your friends because they've got to cater to 230 souls, not just you. And she doesn't have to do any of that stuff. And I think she can push the conference in the in a rightward direction, right? Understanding she's smart. She's again being a business executive. You may not get 100 percent of what you want, but if you can get to 70 percent of what you want, or even 60 percent of what you want without violating your principles, okay, you take it and you move on to the next one. And because she swings this big stick on social media and on earned media and press, she can negotiate on behalf of the American people. And then she can come back to her constituents and to, to the base and say, Look, we got 60, 70% of what we wanted and we didn't violate. This is the way the left does it. They chip and chip and chip and chip and chip and chip and they don't violate their principles. That's, you're not going to just defund all of it. 
all in one fell swoop as much as you or I or anyone else would like that to be the case. You got to chip away at it. But we haven't, we can't remember the last thing that we ever defunded. And there's going to be this obsession with focusing on deregulation. But that's executive branch stuff, which we don't control. Right? That's the kind of thing that Trump was very good at. Right? But the size of the federal government rests on the United States House of Representatives' shoulders. And if I had any bit of advice for MTG, I'd position yourself to be the appropriations conscience of the Republicans coming up in the next House. I think you'd be an outstanding voice for those goals. And as bills come to the floor, and as leadership tries to get bills passed and appropriations and spending packages passed, she, perhaps better than anyone, can be can be a voice for those of us who I think there are folks that are, are going to give the Republicans one more chance. This is where I'm at. I'll just speak for myself. All right, I'm giving the Republicans one more chance. One more chance to pull this off. Because if you're not going to cut some of Joe Biden's spending, you're never going to do it. Ever. I shouldn't say ever. I guess some kind of catastrophic event that would could occur and that would force their hands. But there is no reason to give Joe Biden much ground. None. None whatsoever. We can't afford it. The programs don't work. He can't sell it. And you were hired to gut it. And I think if Marjorie Taylor Greene took that message to the United to the floor of the House every single day, as a as the conscience of the grassroots, she'd she'd be a national hero. And I hate to put that kind of undue pressure on her, but. I think she might be the only one that could do it. Okay, over and out. Thanks for listening, guys. Take it easy.